Welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief! We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and providing your daily allowance of lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, visit podcastevolved, oh, excuse me, hate, uh, evolved on Patreon. I'm, someday I'll get that one right. You're going to make Oren extremely angry. <laughs> I know. For everything Evolved has to offer, visit evolvedhalo.com. This episode, we're debriefing the conservatory mission from Halo Infinite. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Uh, two words. Squid lady. Squid, squid, squid. squid. Lady. Are you ready? <laughs> well, they've been setting it up for a while now. We've been dancing around it. We can finally talk about it. I've this. been seeing, squid like, squids lady. on the walls, and they've been talking <laughs> a lot about calamari, so. Mmm, calamari. Oh, I do like calamari. Last mission was excavation site. Chief and the weapon finally reached the, lo the location that Spartan Griffin mentioned in his dying breath. The Banished were digging for something nearby, and John 117 set out to investigate. However, Eshram's minions were waiting for the Spartan with a trap. Bassus, not so tough, I think. Current mission is now conservatory. Chief follows the Banished trail into the depths of the ring. Along the Forerunner Labyrinth, he finds the body of two more Spartans that met their fate two weeks earlier. More, pl more players in the mystery of the ring's destruction are uncovered, but the hunt for a resolution seems endless. Dun dun dun. Date of the game is May 28th, 2560. Um, did you guys check? I mean, I've, been, I've done everything up until this point, and I checked my like percentage complete meter before I loaded in, and I was at 64%. <laughs> Which so like a lot of the game we've done up until this point, and we're not kind of we're not really to the halfway point. We're we're almost there, but they just they they put a lot of stuff to explore in this connections area, which you know I feel is is good if you're gonna create this open worldish game in Halo. You know, give us a lot of stuff early to go and explore. Because and again, we can always come back here. Um, did you guys pay attention during in your first playthrough to that percentage, David? I didn't even know it was a thing. For oh, you like, didn't? <laughs> no, because I always, I never loaded game. I always hit continue from the main. Mm -hmm. Like I never went in and saw my saves until like oh. my second or third playthrough, I think. And then other people were talking about their percentages, and I was like, I don't have, I have no clue where where my percentage is at. So right. I, I had to go find that, um, which was kind of funny. And you're like a achievement guy, so I'm sure that probably bugged you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was checking. The achievements I had, I was tracking it that way. I wasn't really tracking the percentage of the, of the game mm -hmm. uh, because there actually isn't an achievement for the any kind of specific percentage. There's right. just like I'm looking at it now. Actually, my first playthrough, 34 hours normal is 99% complete still. I think because I was missing like a skull or something that I or in well, that say or there's something I didn't read. I think you have to go read before. something, yeah, and then we'll yeah, lock. yeah. Right. My other one for mission debrief is 53% complete. Um, oh, okay. So there's probably a bunch of stuff I haven't done yet that you were doing. Krista, have you paid attention, Krista? Uh, I have now. Uh, when I first played this, I had uh, no idea that that existed. Mm -hmm. Until maybe like 
halfway through my playthrough when someone mentioned it, and I'm like, oh, I guess I have to exit out of the game now. <laughs> right. Because you have to look at um, your loading, the loading whatever thing. Like the uh, file, like load a file. Yeah, load a yeah. file, which obviously you're not normally going to do. You're going to just hit, like, continue. Right. So that, that's yeah, what if you're just going after it. It's your first playthrough. That makes sense. I think the only reason I, I, I knew of it is because I was listening to a lot of preview stuff and um, the giant bomb cast was talking about it. And Jeff Gersman said, like, after the first couple missions, had said 10%. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, just And in, in there there's a ton of stuff packed in here. You know, obviously we w want to explore more with expansions and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, there's there's a good amount of stuff, so it, I, I don't mind seeing that percentage. It's a new it's a new thing to Halo. Um, all right, so we are we just did the Bassus fight. We see a hole, and we're gonna go explore this hole. And there's lots of things inside this hole, but there's lots of rooms that look the same <laughs> down this hole. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna do my best here, uh, and as a team, we'll tackle all, kind of the highlights. But there's, there's, as we get into it, there's, there's some rooms that are just like, oof, I've been here before. <laughs> so the foreignery, foreignery library structure. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, I think Krista said uh, before we start recording, it's a forerunner jaunt. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's one of those classic so... romps around a forerunner structure where you don't know exactly what you're doing, but you just mm -hmm. are doing things. And there's a monitor voice shouting at you. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I loaded this back up, I took there's some ghosts nearby, and so I hopped in a ghost and tried to take it down into the tunnel, and I did it. But then I went too far down, so then I couldn't take the right into the the tunnel that you're supposed to take. And I was like, oh damn it! <laughs> but I bet you could get a ghost in there. But I think after you get it into the this next little hallway and you hit the button there's like a button you hit and then it essentially kind of loads the mission like this there's this weird like for the most part the game doesn't have many loading um experiences i guess but here there is a hard like hit the button okay now you're into the conservatory mission uh, but the first thing that you're going to see is you're going to come down the tunnel and you're going to see uh somebody that has lost their life a spartan <laughs> <laughs> Spartans never die, but this one did. It's a and very nicely said. Um. <laughs> it is, uh, what's her name? Is it Vedrana Makovich? Yeah. yeah. She's red, like in the audio logs and stuff like that. I think she's got she's a She's a badass, red, uh, yeah. Yeah, total badass. So you find her and you find her drop wall. Which drop wall, and I'll talk about the expansions here, the the uh, enhancements to your drop wall. It gets pretty cool as you go. And at this point, I've I've upgraded everything. I have a ton of Spartan cores because again, I've done everything. So I, I have everything upgraded except for my um uh my little shooter that finds th stuff, whatever that thing is. Threat sensor. <laughs> Yeah, threat sensor. Nailed it, Colin. Uh, I, shooter I have that finds stuff. But I love that, it. The shooter that finds stuff. I have everything loaded up except for I, I need three more Spartan cores on that one. So I'm essentially like at the point where I need more stuff to spend Spartan cores on it once you know once I find it. So this is this is good. So we'll, we'll find this here. You'll plop it on your body, and now we have a drop wall, which I don't know. I mean, you use probably on the harder levels. David, you've done legendary. Do you? 
Do you use the drop wall that much? I did. I used it a bit because when it's fully upgraded, when you get the electric update, that's really good at knocking down shields. Mm, um, yep. So I did use it a good bit. Uh, obviously, it takes more damage uh, that way, but it's good. It's it, it does have value, I would say for sure. Yeah, it's nice. Last the last shield. Well, I guess in Halo Four we had the shield that you hold on your arm, right? And then in Halo Five, was there there wasn't a shield thingy in Halo Five, was there? Halo Three, you had the drop, like the bubble. The drop bubble. I love the drop bubble. Yeah, I still drop love the bubble. Red. So it kind of feels similar to the drop bubble. Yeah, there was there was deployable cover as well. Oh right. There was a little semicircle thing you could drop down. Mm-hmm. There's a little a little shield. Separate, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it's not, you know not brand new for Halo to do something no. like this, but it's it's a new take on it. Like being able to fire through it though, I think is new. Oh yeah, it's way cooler that way. Yeah, for sure. Which is super and cool. the fact that it's like it's segmented, so certain portions of it drop, not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's kind of good. But anyway, Krista, did you use it much? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Grapple shot. All the way. Yeah, grapple shot all the way. No, I don't mess with any of that other stuff. Well, and I was playing too, and I was like, oh, I have a drop wall. And then it's just it, the buttons aren't, you know, super great to, to get to the other to get the other equipment. And so I was like, uh, I think I hit this button in the moment, and I just died. I was like, crap. <laughs> so you have to, like, get used to using all of your equipment to use it effectively. So make sure to poke around it because it is worth it in the, in the higher difficulties. Um, but the upgrades for the drop wall, uh, one extra Spartan core will give you the Swift Shelter upgrade, which reduces the cooldown by 20%. Uh, two two more Spartan cores will give you the Rampart, Rampart upgrade, which increases strength by 35%. That sounds handy. Uh, three more Spartan cores will give you the Blockade, which is increases the strength by 70% and increases the size. So this thing becomes giant. <laughs> it's huge. And then the last one for additional three Spartan cores, um, direct current, which adds shock damage to any projectile firing through it. So as you're shooting, because now you can sit behind this thing and just fire through it, and your 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 projectiles will turn into a shock uh, shock damage, which is super good. Shock damage in general is good because then they get stunned and they can't move, and then you can keep firing at them. Yeah, shooting a rocket through it is amazing. You have like Ooh. an electric rocket, like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Makovic is dead here. The weapon talks about her a little bit, and she isn't in the audio logs. You probably found a couple Spartan audio logs where she's mentioned. Um, She died 13 days ago. So I feel like what they're doing from a storytelling standpoint is it feels like we're kind of slowly catching up to what was going on, right? So, like, we're found in space, you know, six months after things happened, and then we're dropped back into the action, you would think maybe we'd be six months behind, but no, we're actually not too far behind the actual stuff that's going on, and we're getting we're getting closer now. So I think that 13 days is, is helping explain that. Um, she was killed by an energy sword, energy blade, is what they say. Um, so there's a little bit of mystery there. That's how. Let's see, one of our other Spartans was killed by a blade too, right? I'm forgetting. Yes. Yeah. One of our other pals that we found. Yeah, the last one we found, I think, was the same. Yeah. Um. So Chief just, you know, has a, a soft little moment, you know, as he does, just touches her on the shoulder and then moves on. Then he goes and kills the grunt that opened the door <laughs> right next to you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we travel around here and 
so again, a lot of these rooms look the same. So I'm not going to go into all the details for these rooms. So you're kind of, you know, traversing through this forerunner, forerunner areas. Um, you're going to meet a couple brutes. You're going to meet some grunts. You're going to kind of do all that sort of stuff. Use all the, use all the things that you can. Um, I do want to stop at one point where there is the, uh, power seed that you need. And the power seeds are weird. We've already talked about them again. This seems like a weird, I don't know. Like, again, I, I like a puzzle mechanic that's a little more puzzly, but they, these are just super simple. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's an insult to puzzles to yeah. call it a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. So you get into this room and it opens up and it's actually a decent fight. I guess there's lots of, you know, there's jackals and there's grunts and there's brutes and stuff like that. There's, there's enough enemies to make it interesting. But then at the, there's the door at the very end that isn't powered up and you need to, to get a power seed in order to, you know, open it. Did you guys, I mean, I didn't think about this the first time at all, but, but if you look at this contraption that you need to, to power seed for, it's like rigged. So it's, it's like the banish came here, couldn't open the door and then needed to figure out how to open it. So they rigged this thing up to power, to like open the door. Have you guys thought about that at all? Like, it's weird. No, that's kind of cool, though. Uh, at the same time, I don't like the power seed mechanic. Um, it feels <laughs> yeah, kind of stupid. Uh, it. it feels really pointless. Um, but that is cool, though. Like, okay, how, how are they getting through it? They clearly didn't have the seed in it. Uh, so they kind of jerry-rigged it. That's cool. Well, um, and I'm wondering if it's like, do they need a, a reclaimer touch to open this door? And that's why they did this. Somehow they were able to, to work their way around it. Because you can see, like, all these, you know, this conduit going around to either side of the door. And, you know, it needs the seed to open it. So you do it, but you, you know, it's like, again, you're kind of behind what's going on, right? They, they probably got stuck at this door and had to figure out how to get it open. And they opened it and then they, they continued on. So anyway, um, not the first time that that happens in this mission either. So there's a note of that as well. Um, so we'll keep going. And then eventually we get to the point where we... We meet her, don't we? We meet Despondent Pyre. That's at the Pyre. very, very... Oh, Despondent Pyre? Yeah. Yeah, we meet Despondent Pyre. She's like banging on a window. Yeah, she's banging <laughs> on a window. That's what it sounds like, and, it, and that's what eventually it is. Yeah, she's uh, like a fly trying to get out. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it, David? Yeah, it's a cool little cutscene um, where weapon you open up this kind of like slidey door panel thing uh, to reveal... Uh, despondent pyre and you have like a brief little kind of conversation where like the weapon doesn't really know what it is chief immediately knows what it is and it gets kind of very defensive he kind of steps in front of her which is cool and despondent pyre is freaking out because obviously the harbinger's in here and is fucking shit up and she's doing things she shouldn't be able to do and the monitor is just freaking out and then pretty much some skimmers she like ask for your help the weapon is like let's help her donna's like maybe skimmers show up and then they pretty much beat the crap out of each other. She kills one or two, and then they drop. Yeah. So we haven't... Like, Despondent Pyre has been in our logs, our Forerunner um, uh, findings, I guess, those rings that we found. And so there's been some audio logs, and we know that Despondent Pyre, like, we know the voice, and we know that Despondent Pyre exists. Before Halo Infinite, we... I think we knew the name. Did we even know the name of Despondent Pyre? I feel like we probably I did. I don't think we did. We? I think we just knew the number, which is like 
one one seven one one seven something 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 like yeah something sixty nine I don't know yeah <laughs> so we've always known that a monitor has had to have existed on on the installation but this is a big reveal for lore fans right it's like oh this is the monitor that we've been wondering what the hell she's been doing this whole time um, because we've had books that have been on Zeta and and she just hasn't done anything you know she's just been there for whatever reason and i don't know i guess we won't get into it further from that we just have we don't know what she's been up to exactly you know we we've got we've gotten a couple of these audio logs in the game so far now we see her she's panicked she's in trouble uh and there's these weird flying things that aren't uh drones that take her down so yeah um was this moment weird for you krista was it cool was it like hey well, we have we had already seen this in one of the trailers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we we had already seen that. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that it was exactly a monitor, but everyone was guessing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. It was shocking to the point where it's like, well, wait, so we don't get to chill with this Bond Empire? They're just gonna mm-hmm. like rip her apart. Um, yeah. so I thought that was really weird, but. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit like, okay, bye. Right. <laughs> they were like, no, we're just not going to deal with the monitors. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I think she was a really cool character, but I mean, those thingies did not like her. Yeah. David, any thoughts on this initial, like, hey, we've been, we, we did see, or actually, you didn't watch much uh, of the pre- No, no but I did s- I did see this one because we knew about the new race. So what? The, the, oh, you did that clip that we we got shown. Yeah. Uh, the exciting part was like not that the monitor. It was what the hell mm-hmm. is that alien race? It was kind of where my brain went. Um, but it was right. a good intro. It's just too bad it didn't last very long. Yeah, and so the skimmers are the Gazgira. We found that out in one of the uh, audio logs that we've talked about already. So we'll and we'll keep going through the mission here and learn a little more about them. Um. But yeah, so so Defunda Pyre here, and we'll hear from her in a little bit. So so we see her kind of fall down. We continue on, and this is the part of the mission now where you're going through rooms, and they're interesting enough. But they're they're forerunner rooms. There's a lot of you know a lot of enemies, and you're kind of going through rooms that just look the same, but they're backwards or they're you know twisty and 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 just presented differently, right? So it's I very, like, like the counters Halo are... two, Halo three, like the former yeah. structures. I really like them. <laughs> yeah, so it's good, and it feels like Halo, but at the same time, there's not a lot story wise to go over. So I, I don't think it makes sense to, for us to spend a ton of time on it, other than you know, use your weapons, you know, switch through the stuff, try test out the drop wall, all that sort of stuff. Um, just kind of get familiar with with all your your tools because it is like it's now it's a corridor shooter which we haven't had a ton of to this point. You know, we, we went through the, the ship and whatnot, but a lot of the stuff has been wide open. So it, it feels like, you know, uh, tighter, but there's plenty of things to hide behind. So these encounters are, you know, interesting enough, I feel like. Uh, and they, they throw a lot of toys at you. I, I carry a BR through it as much as possible. And there's usually like, by the time I'm about ready to run out of ammo, you know, there's a, a kinetic ammo refill handy. So I think I was able to take my, my BR all the way through. Are you guys finding that you're sticking with a certain weapon combo through this playthrough? Is it just like BR? Are you testing out new things? Krista, what are you using? 
Uh, I was rocking the um, Stalker Rifle and then either the Mauler or the um, Commando, depending on oh, yeah. what I could get my hands on. Obviously, the Mauler is way easier to find. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I saw a Commando, I was like, yes, that is mine. Yeah, my weapons, I tend to have the Breacher at this stage, uh, which is the modified um, BR. Um, so I keep mm. that a lot and I actually have it at the moment as well. I also have a, what did I do this time? I had a hard, what's the hard, I'm totally blanking on it. Um, the Cinder, Cinder something. Cinder Shot or the Heat Wave? Cinder Shot. Hint Cinder Shot, yeah, the Cinder Shot today. So I've been rocking that, blowing some dudes up. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Nice. Cinder Shot comes in handy in a little bit too, I find. I like the Cinder Shot. All right, so as we're going to go through more rooms, and then um, there are some interesting ones. I mean, there's some... Um, at one point, there's a warlord that you meet up with, which is kind of fun to see. And then there's, you know, some tur- like a there's a turret that's up on a bridge that that this makes things a little more interesting. Um, so again, enjoy enjoy the battles, mix things up as much as possible. You're eventually going to get to a spot where you hit a another console, and there's like a big hole in the floor. So you'll you'll pop that, and then you'll drop down in the floor, and then two elites pop in with swords and they oh. go camo right away. <laughs> and so this is, and the room's fairly tight. So you have to just either pelt them. Hopefully you have a rocket launcher or something that you can use or um, just kind of grapple across the room back and forth. The, uh, yeah, it's just a fun, a fun little room, fun little encounter, especially if, uh, you know, you, if you're, if you don't have a ton of stuff, it makes it more interesting. But if you have explosive things, they don't, they don't last very long. But when you do kill them, I noticed that a couple of brunts, grunts pop in right afterwards. Did you guys notice this? Yes. And they're like, did you kill him? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, you guys kill him yet? I got dibs in the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I killed him. Yes, exactly. Then he died. I didn't take any of his things. Just left his dead body there. Um, so we also start to hear now after we kill these two grunts, we start to hear despondent pyre. So you're kind of feeling like you're catching up a little bit to what's going on. You hear despondent pyre screaming and she starts to say some things. She says, uh, do not do this. I, it cannot happen. It is wrong. So you hear that. And then you go through another room that looks like a room that you've already done before. So go through that. And then you hear Despondent Pyre again. She says, this ring must not be compromised. And then you hear the Harbinger, um, which is the first time we've heard the Harbinger in this mission. Yes. I think so. Yeah, you're right. It's the first time. Yep. So you hear her voice. You've heard her voice in these audio logs. But then if you're playing with closed captions um, or, you know, screen titles, whatever, um, you'll see her, her name pop up on there. And she says, uh, you do not understand what you're hiding, what you are, what compromise means. Despondent Pyre then says, I will not relinquish to you this the location. The endless can never return. Okay. It's like, oh boy, what the fuck is she talking about mm-hmm. now? And then you don't, I mean, we don't know endless. We, we just heard it maybe a couple times so far. We don't know what this thing is. Then Harbinger says, we are blameless. The forerunners set this in motion. I am ending it. And then the Spondent Pirate screams and, and is being tortured somewhere off screen. 
which isn't funny. But, but, but funny. how can she feel? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, she's probably just why upset. is she screaming? Right. Maybe she was a human too. We don't know much about her background. Yeah, but Guilty Spark couldn't feel things. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so key dialogue. We'll dig into more of this, I think, towards the end of the mission. But key dialogue, uh, we'll, we'll get further down into this mission. And then you do reach a point where you go through a door and then you see this giant room. And you see there is Despondent Pyre. And she has gone all nebula. She's like torn apart. And she can see a bunch of, I guess, data clusters of what they've been calling it in Halo and Halo Infinite. So in the middle, and she's been she's been ripped apart. She does not look like she's in good shape anymore. Um, and then we have this giant room. So we go up there and we talk a little bit. We plug Cortana in. Um, let's see here. Cortana. The weapon. The oh, weapon. There's a Cortana. No, there's a Cortana moment. There's a there moment. is a Cortana moment. Yes. This is like what the straight away. Cortana moment is. Yeah, David, do you want to talk through that? Yeah, this is really interesting because it's obviously it's a flashback of Cortana talking to the Spawn Empire when she first showed up about six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spawn Empire is telling her pretty much, you cannot do this. Cortana is like, you have the ring's weapons, but you won't have its secrets. Um, then she was talking about the fact that the, was it, the containment facility is in particular, it's protected. And Cortana's like, the flood? Why would I? We bought all those worst things on this ring. And then the flood, which is weird. So like, yeah, kind of, and then it's kind of implied that like Cortana came here for the endless, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of weird because I wasn't, we don't really know what she was doing here, and then um, Cortana just like blips away, um, the Spawn Empire as it shows like the Infinity rocking in, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, okay, you've come for me, John. Why don't you understand? And then the Spawn Empire is all about like the seal cannot be broken, the punished cannot be freed, this can never be negotiated. And Cortana goes, reconsider, and then she just flicks her fingers and the Spawn Empire disappears. Yeah. That's kind of it. And then it's kind of the weapon is like, hey, what's that all I mean? What's worse than the flood? And John is like, nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this, Krista? Because so the first thing she says, you know, if we if we uh, you know really dig into the to the dialogue. Cortana says, you know what I want in her conversation with Despondent Pyre. And then we kind of go back and forth and then we talk about the, uh, well, there's something worse. Uh, we don't, the Endless aren't named here, but I think based off the conversation before that we heard is probably talking about the Endless. Uh, yeah. Context clues right. to the Endless. Right. So what are you thinking at this point, I guess? Uh, I'm like, oh my god, they're adding another race <laughs> right. to Halo. If as if this shit isn't complicated enough, let's add something worse than the flood. Because <laughs> they make a distinction. Because she says the flood. Why would I? You and I, you know. So they they call out the flood specifically and say, no, that's not the flood I'm after. It's something else. And then Despondent Pyre's like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah, and Cortana's like, I read all the Halo books. <laughs> I know everything. Yep. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, David, are you feeling good about this? As a, you know, all the stuff that we know, are you like it's cool. It's, or not? Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's intriguing. You want to know what this thing is, what the hell is going on. The Harbinger is after something. We know about the Endless. We know about she's trying to free this race and... The ring is having none of it, and it's 
I don't know. It's interesting when you throw Cortana in the mix, especially because it's Cortana by herself, not with mm-hmm. any created backup whatsoever. So it's kind of like, what the hell was going on here? Um, I don't know. It feels interesting. Well, and I, I came into Halo Infinite expecting the flood. Um, and so oh, when, yeah. they, I think we all were. when they say it's not the flood here, I'm just like, oh, oh okay. And then we've just seen some weird looking things. Uh, these Gazgira, these skimmers, and so they're introducing new things, which I wasn't expecting. Um, so, yeah. And then right after this cutscene, then some skimmers pop down with some shock rifles and point them at you. And now we have a big skimmer fight. Skimmer fight! Fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about this encounter, Krista? Like, did you like this room where you got the man cannons and all the weapons and multiple waves? I sat in like a corner the entire time. I didn't even use the man cannons. The really? only time the man cannons were used is when a skimmer accidentally got in one and was launched across the oh, room. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of... I mean, this is how Halo introduces new enemies, right? They put you in a room. And then they drop like a million of these guys mm-hmm. for you to uh for you to fight so you can learn how to fight them. Yep. But um yeah, I mean they're okay they're okay. The shock rifles are like super annoying. Um they die fairly quickly. Um they can't overwhelm you because there's a lot of them, but uh-huh. their mobility is limited. They can't actually fly, they just kind of hover a couple feet off the ground. Yeah. Um, they do pepper then, you, like if there's a bunch of them out there, and you kind of oh, heads yeah. out, then you'll get you'll get pounded. Yeah, yeah. And then they start throwing in some brutes and other shit, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, shit. But uh, no, I thought I thought this was a good way to introduce them, because obviously we may see them again, because this is how Halo introduces stuff, so you can know how to fight them later on. But right. what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, I think it was a good way to introduce the enemy. I'm glad that they just didn't have them appear and then nothing, no one talks about like what they are. So I enjoyed that. Uh, I not, I thought it was overall good. I thought it was a good way to introduce them. Um, it's still confused as to exactly what they are, but yeah, you're just like, okay, I guess these, um, these guys are here now. Okay. Right. Squid minions. <laughs> Squid minions. Squidmen. <laughs> they the heat wave is in here we've had the heat wave before but i feel like the heat wave was made to kill these guys because oh, it yeah. can go vertical or it can go horizontal and if you do horizontal then it, you can just take out their little jet packs in the back and they die pretty quickly from that it's the gun from a uh, dead space right the dead space gun <laughs> david thoughts on this room uh i like the room it's a cool little battle arena plenty of weapons and stuff like that um, they kind of teach you what the skimmers can do. They'll throw like shock grenades at you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the shock rifle. I think this is where it's introduced in, in the game, but I actually like the shock rifle. I got used to it a lot. Um, especially the modified version is pretty good. Uh, I will say, I don't think it's a great introduction to a race because you're literally no? lobbed into them. You don't have a name. You've no details. They don't speak. We well, had... they, they name them like halfway through the fight. Yeah, like like the weapon comes up with the name. That that but like right. there's no actual interaction with this race. You don't see them interacting with anyone else. You know. 
Yeah, I, but know, I mean, I... that's kind of how they introduced the Flood and stuff like that. I mean, you didn't even know what the Flood was until Guilty Spark's like, Oh, shit, you let out the Flood, you dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, but that that was like the surprise of Halo 1, do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my god, you're fighting an alien race, and now, oh no, here's like something worse. And like, the skimmers aren't that, they're just another race that work yeah. alongside the Banished. So I'm like, there surely there's more to it than that. There's characters I mean, it's akin and to like the buggers you know? and the skirmishers and stuff like that, where they're just yeah. there. Yeah, I guess. But it's like, I don't know, man. It's a new Halo game, and you've got a new alien race, and they're just lobbed in. I kind of feel like you could have done a bit more here. Welcome to Halo, David. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of mixed on it. You know, I, I, the first time I, I came to this room, I was like, oh, this is rad. This is a, lo- a lot of fun, and you can bounce back and forth. And it was a challenge. You know, I didn't I didn't do it right away. I'm sure people did, right? Like, um, the sweaty Halo people probably had no problem with this. But it, it, gave, me, it gave me a challenge. Um, especially on normal is, you know, enough of a challenge and then playing it again on heroic. I know what I'm doing for the most part, but, uh, still, you know, like the berserkers come out at one point and they just like, Oh, I forgot about these guys. And they (laughs) charge you and you, um, you know, die right away or you need to back way up and punchy boys. Yeah. The punchy boys. So, but I could see like Krista having success, just kind of sniping everything. Like that's definitely, you know, a viable way to, to go through this as long as you can find cover. But, um, you know, interesting enough, and, and skimmers, you know, we'll, we'll learn more, I guess, a little, or we'll talk more about them in the, in the future, but uh, I'm kind of torn on them at this point. Like, it's fun having something else to shoot at, but they, it also feels like they've replaced something that already existed. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're basically just buggers. They're like. kind of just drones that <laughs> I mean, don't fly they, all they, over. Yeah, they just got a groaned and a drone and smashed them together. Yeah. Like, and here's, here's another thing. Um, they've, they've got some good death animations, I'll tell you that, like, when you take out their wings and they crash into each other and explode and stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're fun. very satisfying to kill. They are. They are, yeah. That's a good point. So we'll talk more about them here and there um, throughout the game, but here's your introduction, and, you know, the encounter just ramps up slowly o- over time, and I think there's eventually a, a brute captain that shows up with, like, a Ravager or something like that, and, and uh, once you prevail... You just move on. You go through some doors. You um, go down a ramp. And then there, there's one more encounter I just want to talk about. So you eventually get to this um, big room where you feel like, oh, like I'm done. There's like an elevator over there in the distance. And there's two silver brute chieftains waiting for <laughs> you with scrap cannons. <laughs> um, actually, Those before you. scrap cannons suck. You, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they do. I did skip over our thruster, so let me let me talk about that really quick. Oh yeah. Um, so you you know you proceed, and then we do find uh, Spartan Sorel, who and this was this was kind of a meme uh, picture. He's he's dead in a room full of of banish elites, brutes, everything is in here. You know, a last stand to remember. He's got a screwdriver in his hand. <laughs> That's all he has. So he went down punching or stabbing or finding anything that he could find. Screwing. He went down screwing. Yeah, he went down screwing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when the weapon then introduces him as like the special weapons expert. I'm like, oh yeah, it's super special. <laughs> right. Maybe he was making a weapon while he, you know, I don't know. Um, but a cool, a cool scene to stumble across. The You get the thruster from him and this is your final Spartan equipment. So now we're we're all set here, and you do so you do get you don't have to charge these up. You just get to use them right away. You just you do get you know as you get more Spartan cores, you can add them and then you know, make them better. 
So the thruster, the first upgrade with one Spartan core is the afterburner, and that adds a second thruster charge. The, the next one is for two Spartan cores, and that's thermal control, and that decreases cooldown by 20%. The next one is for three Spartan cores, impulse, and that adds power to the thruster and lets you travel a little faster and further. And then the last one is escape velocity, and that adds a personal cloak to the thruster. So you you use it, and then you... And I guess I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't used it enough to know. Do you just go camo? Or how, or how yeah. that looks? You you seconds. use it, and then as you, when you reach the end, you're, you're camoed. Okay. Uh, I will say it's not great. It's the only way to get camo in, in this game. But like I don't think it's particularly a good camo. Yeah. It doesn't work very well. Like They see you straight away. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I've never really used it and felt like it bought me anything you know for a mm -hmm. while yep um thruster krista uh i forgot this existed until just now <laughs> <laughs> i used it a little bit at the tail end of the game but that's about it david uh, i use it a lot for some of the bosses it's, yeah. it's key for some of the bosses really it does come in handy so and if you've gotten all Spartan cores, might as well charge it up. But, but definitely spend your Spartan cores on the other stuff first. Um, the other interesting thing is they do... The weapon talks about how he died. And it was also 13 days ago. So, And, and, I'm, and I haven't dug into all of the Spartan um, audio logs myself yet. But I, these two must have been in here together or somehow got separated or something. I think there's a little bit of a story there. The logs tells a story. Okay. So they both are in here. They both died on the same day. So 13 days ago. But this one wasn't... Sorel wasn't killed by the um, energy blade. This, he was killed by all these, you know, vanished in the room. Well, he was killed by two specific brutes who oh, you fight later. Oh, right. Right, right, right. right. Yep. By the hand. Gotcha. But then he's here. So, Okay. Anyway, so let's talk about the two giant brutes with the scrap cannons. These guys are sponges. Krista, you had a lot of fun? Um, I had just enough shots in my stalker rifle to take one of them out uh -huh. from across the map. Uh, and then I ran in there and I plasma pistoled the other one. Mm -hmm. And then I picked up the other guy's scrap cannon. And I murdered him. Nice. It was great. <laughs> that was good. Did it take you a couple tries, or did you do it right away? Uh, it took me a couple tries. Yeah. Um, to just be like, oh fuck it, I'm using the scrap kit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very nice, David. How about you? Yeah, these guys are our balls, and even on like legendary, they're they're obviously quite tough. So mm -hmm. I think the key is to take out one and then take his gun. Um, that that's really what you got to do. But they, they do give you some weapons and some ammo in this room and a bit of cover. But like they just walk right on up on you, and they're they're pretty beefy dudes. Yeah, they're just like slow tanks, just walking, just tracking you, and yeah. So they they don't really hide. They're just coming for you, and you got to take down their giant health bar. With uh, well, they have a big shield, and then they have a giant health bar. After that, I mean, you don't see it, but in the background, I guess if you had your threat sensor all the way up, you'd see it. Um, yeah, so fun times. I think what I tried to do was take down their shields with my, um, my shot grenades and try to peel that oh. off a little bit there. And then I was using my cinder shot from the previous big, 
battle and just kind of pump pumping it into their face as much as possible and headshots do work okay it's like you can eventually knock off their their helmet and expose that and it makes it a little bit easier but yeah they're just you just have, they have to like two around. helmets though they have their like little crown and then they have the like normal helmet mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're beasts i almost feel like i wish these guys would have been named because they are you know they're cool they're like they're almost like a hunter fight right and you have to have to use the room quite a bit and try to you know take on one at a time because if you take them both on you're just dead okay so we take these guys down eventually you can grab a scrap cannon if you want or take whatever else you want from the room there's plenty of stuff to pick um and then we go up to the little console here and then we go up the elevator and so now we've gone all the way down down into you know the conservatory but now we're going back up. I guess we've found out what happened to Despondent Pyre, and now we're going back up. What do we find at the top here, David? We find the cutscene. And <gasps> our cutscene wow. plays us into a room, and you have you caught up with the Harbinger. So she's like, show yourself. I know you've been following me. And then she kind of, like, freezes you. You get, like, the full reveal of this character, what she looks like. Uh, most of this is in, like, first person, where you're kind of getting... Like a mm-hmm. real good slow pan close up. She has the kind of same technology as the skimmers to kind of hover herself around. But then she's like teleporting all around at the same time. Um, John has a little bit of conversation. You're just like, who are you? What do you want? What did you do? Mm-hmm. So she, then, she shows you this random indeterminate hologram as the reason mm-hmm. why she killed the monitor. <laughs> Uh, and we're like, okay. And then it's like a blue tr- box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She then pushes this blue box into the ground and it like activates a big tower and the room starts going crazy and all stuff starts happening. She, at the same time, your armor is frozen. Uh, the weapon is trying to reboot it and trying to get it like unlocked. Uh, she eventually does. And then there's a bit more of like you running out here. Um, the Harbinger is very much trying to say that you're not your enemy, but you're also not the future. She knows what you are, a reclaimer. She doesn't really care um which is kind of interesting i kind of thought she might try and recruit you which would have been interesting Hmm. but um anyway um that's pretty much it there's a cool little scene as um she like hits john with like her pulse and knocks him flying through like a tree and a rock yeah Uh, it looks devastating it's really cool but like john is back up again straight away which is i just think it just flows really well um and then she like disappeared and she's kind of not there uh I will Why does say she that, like, hang out in the dizzy room? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say it's pretty funny that, um, like, depending what weapon you have here, it's in the cutscene. So, like, this co- this cutscene <laughs> yeah. can get really janky with some of the bigger weapons in the game because it just clips. I had clips. a cinder shot and it was, yeah. like, <laughs> it yeah, looked I, weird. I did it once with a rocket launcher and it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but, like, with the regular weapons, obviously, it's, it's animated a, a bit better bit more smoothly yeah she um i I don't know like when i saw her and and we did see her before um before the play the game just because of the cutscenes and the the trailers and stuff like that so we saw her like what is going on here um i guess we assumed at this point this was the harbinger based off of the conversations that we heard from eshiram and all the other cutscenes but now you're seeing this new thing um and it was weird because it didn't feel Halo to me because I haven't seen this thing before. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm used to seeing, I guess I was, again, in Halo Infinite, I was expecting to get things that I have seen already. 
Um, just, you know, knowing that it's a reboot and all that sort of stuff. I just wasn't expecting a new race, you know, so the Gazgira, the Skimmers were new, and then she's new, and talking about the Endless and stuff like that. So, I don't know, I was, I was, I was, I've been kind of torn on, on this, and, you know, the resolution and all that other stuff we'll talk about later on, um, once we're done with the series, but at this point, I'm just like, what's going on? They're throwing this thing in the middle of Halo, and it's not, like, Eshram, it's not Atriox, it's not a giant brew, it's something completely different. Um, I don't know, Chris, any other thoughts on your Harbinger meat? I think we all really, really wanted her to be a Senshihum, because it yes. would make so much sense. I mean, right. when we first saw her in one of the trailers, everyone was like, oh my god, is it a Senshihum? Are mm-hmm. the Senshihum back? The prelate. Because they've been alluded to very heavily, like... They're like in the books and stuff like that. It's like basically, hey, they're coming back. And they're angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Spoilers for some of the books, but uh, I think that's what we all kind of really, really wanted out of this. And I think we were all kind of like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah. And I think at this point, everyone's kind of feeling the same in the campaign where they're like. <laughs> yeah. what are they doing it's kind of weird but um it changes as the campaign goes just mm-hmm. slightly mm-hmm. so you're feeling uneasy too um oh yeah. yeah yeah when i first played the campaign i'm like uh, do we really need more random bullshit in halo <laughs> because it's all random bullshit at this point yeah yeah I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've touched on it enough. Um, just not what I was expecting. I was expecting one thing. And I guess maybe it's good that it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but I guess I would have loved to see something I was expecting. Like you said, Sanchayam or Flood or something here that, again, they could have done it differently than we've seen in the past. But it's like, at least it's kind of familiar. But here it's just like, uh, I don't know what's going on now. And I'm apparently like maybe halfway through the game. So there's a lot of places that they could take the rest of the game here. So we're just old now. We're like, don't we're touch your halo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For I guess for new new fans that are coming just to Halo Infinite, they're just they're just you know this is the thing that we're dealing with. All right. Um. So that's essentially the end of the mission. There are no collectibles. There are no skulls. There's no audio logs, which I think is good for this mission because they're you know again there's just lots of story to absorb. So they just let you go and experience this. It was a long-ass mission. Like, holy shit. I was playing it. I'm like, does this mission ever fucking end? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all those rooms that look familiar. Like, and you just have to traverse all those rooms. And then you get to a couple sticking points, like the big room with the skimmers. And then then those brutes at the end. It just does take a while to get through. Uh, Let's give this one a quick rating, David. Give me a 1 to 10. I'm feeling 7 on this one. Okay. Krista? Um, yeah, I could do seven. I mean, it's not, like, standout, but it's pretty, uh, it's solid. It's solid. All right. I'm, I actually am going to give it an eight because there's so much story, and I've been mostly low on my, my rating so far. But, like, the missions do feel Halo, like, going through, you know, going through again. I was like, oh, this again. But the encounters are interesting enough. You do have lots of weapons. There's kind of mid-semi-boss stuff happening. Um, you know, we'll say what you want about the Harbinger, but you do get to meet the Harbinger in this mission, which is key and critical to Halo Infinite. Um, you see Despondent Pyres. There's, there's a lot of juicy stuff in here. So I'll go eight. Yeah, but then they immediately killed Despondent Pyre. Negative 1.5. <laughs> 7. All right. 
So let's see here. What do we do now? The trivia is kind of all over the place, I think, on Halopedia still. So we've covered on most of it, unless there's any anything else that we want to cover off on this mission, guys. David, anything no. else? No, I don't know. Nice. Squid lady is squid. Squid lady. Yep. Squid, squids. Okay. Squid. So then we do some community already? I'm missing yeah, it. There's no so... audio, right? So we just go right no. to community from here. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think... There might be some weird answers on Discord oh, you might want to well, not Do you expect say, anything different? I mean, come I'll on. I'll leave it up to you, Krista. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you guys ready? I am. All right. Our best person ever, Colin, has decided to give Discord the power of free speech, which we all know is a bad <laughs> idea, but... Colin just can't learn his lessons, so here we go. Uh, you've been brought back to life and have two weeks to live. What unfinished business do you need to complete before you are permanently dead? What, a, what an uplifting and beautiful thing. I love it, Colin. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jedi Spartan 38 says, uh, Try to finish writing any Halo fan fictions I was in the process of writing. Also try to finish out what was said at the eulogy. Okay. Uh, something penis related. Already off to a great start, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, he says, first step, plow the pelvis off of my wife. Okay. Uh, gotta make kids for the future. Step two, take out a huge life insurance policy. Uh, that is called fraud and is very bad. You shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, third step. Killing spree of anyone who pronounces GIF as JIF. Uh, that's that's also illegal. Mm -hmm. um, he's going full purge mode, I suppose. And final step. When I permanently die, the life insurance policy takes care of my wife and kids. He's planning for the future in a fraudulent way. <laughs> uh, Matt has, Matt's um, response has really uh, resonated with me. He says, uh, spend two weeks trying to decide what to do. Um, and when I finally decide on something, I immediately die. <laughs> I like feel me that. like picking my next game to play. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Don't even. I don't want to even think <laughs> about that. I get anxiety. I'm like, oh, my God. There's just so many games. I know. All right. Uh, Toki McPot. Um, no unfinished business. I just come back to annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> just a little bit longer. Die happy. Uh, DeSudo has obviously decided to just tag everyone in his post and incur the wrath of pretty much everyone. So, uh, DeSudo says, spend the first week plowing at profit of Regret's wife because he's neglecting her trying to work out what he's doing. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, of course, Matt, who is trying to figure out what to do. Uh, the second week, I'll hire a yacht using at only Section 3's Patreon funds. All right, he's already stealing. Uh, pick up at everyone who wants to join and go on a drink and drug-fueled fuckfest. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure if you've noticed what the demographic is on Discord, <laughs> right. but you're looking at maybe two females and the rest males, so good luck on that fuckfest. <laughs> at Matt is invited, but I swear to God, if you bring that piece of shit Snyder's Justice League on Blu-ray, I'll make you walk the plank. Alright, if you want to watch a four-hour movie, that's a good one to watch. Mm -hmm. Too bad uh, Matt's not on this show. Right. <laughs> oh, poor Matt. Um, don't need to try to satisfy my wo own wife. I couldn't do that when I was alive the first time around. Great. <laughs> 
Solo Akil says, uh, one, pass on my squad, two, say goodbye to everyone, three, go stop the war in Ukraine and send Putin to hell. Okay, he's going out with a bang. All right. He's trying to do some good in the world. That's right. Um, uh, and, uh, Barlet King says, give my good doggo some good pets. That, for two weeks, that doggo's gonna that's be very good. happy. Mm-hmm. You should also give him, like, cheeseburgers. I feel like that's a good thing to give to your pet mm-hmm. as well. You might as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Clean up. <laughs> yeah. Discord. You give them all the stuff that's going to make them, you know. <laughs> I appreciate the responses. <laughs> that's about it. They're very um they're very honest. They are. They feel very comfortable talking to each other on Discord. They do. They do. <laughs> it's so nice that we've created such a safe space that people feel like they can open up about all their dirty little secrets. Exactly. <laughs> uh I think Facebook was better, David. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so same question. Colin Perkins brought back to life. Two weeks to live. What unfinished pictures do you need to complete before you're permanently dead? Uh, nice picture, Colin. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It was good. So we have Luke Edwards. Still need to be Halo 2 campaign co-op on Legendary, but then I can die happy. That's a tough mm-hmm. one, but good, good to have. Uh, Patrick, do I have a positive KD in any multiplayer game? Yes, I suck that bad. Also life insurance. <laughs> so like he's on it. Mm-hmm. He knows what to do. Um. Lucas says, first, I'd play the 400 plus unfinished games on my Steam library. Second, I tried to do two most important things to do in Tampa area. Get a picture with the Stanley Cup and meet Tom Brady. Third, I would plan to become a martyr in death that would spark the uprising of the evolved community to take down Krista and her simp army. What? It's not going to work, Lucas. It's not going to work. Why are you dragging me into this? Um, Steve says, pray that I've been dead for 10 years so when I come back play Infinite, it'll be a full game. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Manny says, write a better storyline for Halo 5. <laughs> Manny's still hurting. Um, finally, Dickie says, finally get the internet installed in my new place so I can play online again. Uh, Alexander, leave a cryptic message on a vast trove of wealth and watch the anarchy unfold as people attempt to find something that doesn't exist. <laughs> so he's having some love games. that, love that. Uh, right before you Gary? die, you just say, "Did you find the diamonds?" And then you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then die. Uh, Gareth says, "Make a working, a working Halo Pelican in honor of Echo Four One Nine. Excellent stuff. Uh, it'll crash immediately." Uh, I mean, maybe Jimmy that's John? how he's going to end his two weeks. He's just going to crash it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So that's how he goes. Goes in a Pelican, Carter style. Uh, and Jimmy John just <laughs> says, "Have a massive piss." I'm like, "Yeah, you probably need nice." Very nice. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right. We love the responses. We do. And thank you for being a part of the community. <laughs> <laughs> that will do it for our debriefing of the conservatory mission from Halo Infinite. On the next episode, we'll be debriefing Spire. Not the Spire. Just Spire. Just send Spire. Us, send us your thoughts at podcastevolved.gmail.com or drop us a tweet. Podcast Evolved on Twitter. You can also support the show by visiting Evolved on Patreon for everything Evolved has to offer. Visit EvolvedHalo.com. Until next time, Evolved. Evolved. Evolved.